All right, here it is, episode three, the trifecta, Ossless Chaps, with your co-host Austin Ely and Lucas Chapman. Luke, how's uh, how's your cat Peanut doing this week? Yeah, uh, Peanut's actually still being being an absolute menace. I sent you a video last night of him tearing up a whole nother Q-tip. Um, so nothing believe changed. it. It looked it looked awful. Yeah, it looked like literally looked like Trey uh, Trey Young's hair. Anyways, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty I, got, I got a little joke for you. Um, what did the dog say to the cat after the cat sucked his dick? Uh, rough. He said rough because cats' tongues are rough. What's it good for anyway? Never drop a dime on a pretty thing. Nah, I'm a simple man. I like simple pleasures. Get it with my friends when we get together and bounce. Then pound beer an astounding amount. Got no fear, no frown in my mouth. Free room ace and clown on the couch. No replay when each day seems same. No rebate. Life ain't no eBay. Can't get it back. Time ain't no keepsake. How do we spend all day staring at a screen? When I pull up, no, I'm blaring a beat. Ain't no way to compare. All right, all right. What's the what's the rundown this week, Luke? Well, my friend, we have leading off the big three, where we're going to talk about Patrick Kane going to the Rangers, a little shell talk for you. We're going to talk a little NFL draft story two. And then story three of the big three is the pitch clock change in baseball. Is it good? Is it bad? How do we feel about it? Season's coming up. Who knows? Yeah. Then we'll go, we'll roll right into the asshole of the week. That's uh, my personal favorite. Then we'll go into chapped. Is my ass chapped? Is it powdered? Who knows? Listen and find out. Then we're going to go into the draft where this week we have our favorite rom-coms. And we will stick to the rom-coms. I'm going to do my best to stay on track. And then our final segment is a new segment sponsored by our wives. It's called Concessions, where we break down movies, TV shows, whatever the hell that we are watching or uh, trying that week. And I think you're going to like this uh, this week. We're going to break down the cinematic masterpiece that is Cocaine Bear. It's a bear on cocaine, Lucas. What's not to love? Yeah, and the thing to love about it is... That's literally what it gives you. The whole fucking movie is a cocaine out bear. <laughs> That's the rundown, baby. I'm very excited about it. All right. So you mentioned Patrick Kane to the Rangers. How are you feeling about this, Luke? So kind of my, my first thing here is this is actually very strange. So Tanner Pinkerton, my good buddy, a friend of yours as well, randomly texted me after this trade and said, Hey, man, I think I've decided on an NHL team. It's going to be the New York Rangers. And I said, well, they haven't won anything since the mid-90s. They're pretty much the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL, so go off, my friend. (laughs) Um, And then another buddy of mine who you also know, also worked with, Trevor, he texted me and said, hey, man, I think I decided on an NHL team. And it was also the New York fucking Rangers. I don't know what these guys all of a sudden think the Rangers are going to do. They're going to get absolutely fucking shit pumped in the playoffs by the Boston Bruins. But Patrick Kane, you add a early mid-30s player who used to be an absolute stud 
He's an American hero, the greatest American shell player to ever live, no doubt about it. Three-time cup winner. He's a playoff magician. Maybe that will translate to the Rangers and help put him over the top. My opinion, they're still maybe the second or third best team in the East. That's no slight to them. They are absolutely freaking stacked now. But the Boston Bruins are just an absolute buzzsaw. Um, so I don't think it's going to help them actually get to where they want to go because I don't, I'm not sure if anybody's beating Boston. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least they're trying to make moves. I mean, they have been not amazing, like you said, for the since the 90s. Um, I mean, they brought in Patrick Kane. Or I think like last month they brought in Vladimir Tarasenko. I mean, I mean, also, yeah. honestly, Tarasenko's been dog shit for St. Louis, but then all of a sudden he scored a goal in like his first or second game back when he played for the Rangers. But they also play yeah. the same position, so it's not like they're going to be on the um, ice at the same time. Yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't Tarasenko from like 2018. He's been like probably the second, third, maybe fourth best player on the Blues now since they won the cup. Uh, Patrick Kane, he's still a really good player, but once again, like this is not Patrick Kane of the Dynasty Blackhawks. It's now a early 30s Patrick Kane who's played a lot of hockey. Um, but I think who knows? Maybe it'll work. They're going all in. They're going balls deep. They're going puck deep. Um, it would be cool. It would be cool if they went back to the Stanley Cup Finals. I know they went to one, uh, I want to say, like almost like 10 years ago, and they lost to the Kings, I believe. But Henrik, Z- or, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, not Zetterberg, he was their goalie, made like 50 saves in a closeout game that they lost. It was absolutely brutally embarrassing. But good for the Rangers, at least going all in. But I, I think the the Bruins are going to beat the shit out of them in the playoffs still. Yeah. I think Western Conference are going to pretty much, I mean, feel like Dallas, Colorado, and Las Vegas are my top three contenders, in my opinion. But, well, if if so, Colorado so, gets healthy, I, I know Kale McCarr's hurt, but. Well, Colorado, they're absolutely rolling now. I think as of this recording, I think Dallas is like a one point ahead of Colorado in Minnesota right now and, and Minnesota Minnesota's a fraud they've always been a fraud that's why the north stars moved to Dallas <laughs> um so shout out to you Minnesota you lost another uh another great Minnesota fan i guess to Dallas well first it was the north stars then it was your co-host Austin Neely leaving yeah. Minnesota for Dallas so the brightest just... shining star Minnesota ever had was me Yes, exactly. And, and I'm, I'm gone. Exactly. Uh, but my opinion on that, I think <clears> the Stars are really good. Uh, they just made a trade as well. Um, they're super young. They have scoring. They have depth. They have the goaltending. They have the defense. But will they do it in the playoffs? I'm not sure. Then you look at Colorado. They're still the champ. If they're healthy, nobody's going to want to play them. Vegas is always good. Um, but I still think like the sleeper is Edmonton, which I'm not really even sure if they're a sleeper because you have maybe the two best players on the entire planet on the same team. Right. So at, at any given game, they can go off for like six goals because their offense is that freaking good. But I, the goaltending, the defense is just never there. So that's still like a matchup. I think you'd be okay with in the playoffs, but at some point like Connor McDavid, you would think 
he's going to get over the hump. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I still don't think anybody's going to beat the Bruins. I think the best matchup would still be probably a healthy Colorado, but I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen. Dumb question because I don't really see Edmonton on there very often on TV. Is uh, Evander Kane still on there? Uh, yes. Okay. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was earlier this year. I'm I know he positive. got traded there last year or signed there or whatever after the Sharks got him or whatever, but I just didn't know if he was still yeah. on the team. Like, I had no idea. Never watched them play, really. Yeah, I don't really care for him all that much just because fuck Canada. Um, eh? But yeah, I don't know. They have sweet sweaters. Like, anybody who tells you Connor McDavid is not, like, one of the greatest players that they've ever seen play hockey, they're fucking high and stupid. Uh, he actually, yeah. I think he just hit a hundred points already on this season, like a week ago. Good. God. And just, just to put that in perspective, like he's on pace for, I think 60 something goals and then like 85 assists. So he's putting up like mid 1990s numbers, like late eighties numbers when like goalies were standing up and had very little <laughs> padding and teams were scoring like seven goals a game. Like this dude is. Like, if he was a quarterback in the NFL, it's like 5,800 passing yards and 55 touchdowns. But he's doing that every fucking year that he's been in, in right. the NHL since he was 19. I think he's like 26 now, maybe. Like, if people gave more shits about hockey, like, he would be the best athlete on the planet. But he skates. This so. might be a little biased by me, but I think I think if – my boy Nathan McKinnon wasn't hurt, had a little bit of sand in his puss at all times. Like, I feel like he'd be up on that caliber, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. he's there, but the, the separating factor is like just Connor McDavid's speed. Right. He's just ab- absolute next next world. And he still has the puck handles. He's got the sauce. He's literally got like anything and everything you would ever want. I just think he's. He's like an elevated version of what Sidney Crosby was in his prime. And I never liked Sidney Crosby because we're team OV on this podcast. Yeah, he is a cuck. Um, But the crazy thing about McDavid is like now he's starting to become like a legitimate, like maybe the best goal scorer in the league right now too, which is just terrifying. Yeah. But he's, he's a, he's a fucking monster, dude. He's a monster. So I still, if I was like Dallas, I would not really want to play Edmonton. But then at the same time, I'd still want to kind of play Edmonton. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? But that's, that's talking chill for this week. What do we got next, my friend? Jalen Carter. He uh, recently was, uh, I guess he was racing and he killed a couple folks and he got let off on a misdemeanor and he can still enter the draft. He's back at Combine. Everything of that nature. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm not uh, not really sure what to think about this whole situation. Um, pre- I mean, pretty much he's getting a slap on the wrist for essentially murdering somebody yeah, by accident. It's involuntary manslaughter, I would I think is what you would consider that. And I, I know people that are in prison for that, so... Yeah, but 
he was like possibly the projected number one overall pick, right? Like a consensus. If I would say he like, was the number one prospect, but I, I guarantee but the number one pick's going to be quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So if you take out like the three quarterbacks that everybody wants, it's like him and Will Anderson are the, the top two other guys that people want to pick. Correct. In the draft this year in Kansas yeah. City. Kansas City. I, that, that didn't sound like Mitch Altis. Not at all, but I, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> yeah, that, that that sounded like uh, what's his nuts that does all the fights. Fucking Bruce Buffer. Yeah, Bruce Buffer. Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, but that's where the draft is. He'll be there. Um. Like it's the NFL. Somebody's going to take this dude top ten overall still. But how far do you think he's going to slip? You still think he's going to be top ten? All right. Call me a piece of shit if you want. Piece of shit. I I hope he falls all the way to twenty six and Dallas drafts him. Sign sign me up. If that mm-hmm. guarantees that Dallas has an absolute monster like that next to Tank Lawrence. And Micah Parsons and Sam Williams, that's getting my cock hard literally seven days out of the week, but twice on Sundays, occasionally twice on a Monday, definitely twice on a Thursday, occasionally as well. I heard he was uh, racing just to uh, just to slip to the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to throw allegations out there. That's not what we do on this podcast. But I heard Jerry might have might have tossed him a little extra cheddar. If, you know, he maybe got caught, gas mask on, smoking out of a bong, shout out Laramie Tunsil, or, you know, just got something to where he didn't actually have to do real, real time, but he still kind of fit that Cowboys MO um, and then just fell to us. That's that's kind of the Jerry, the Jerry special. Jerry loves the drama. So, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, and. He would look damn good with a star on his helmet. And if you're being honest with yourself, if he was there at 32 and you're the Kansas City Chiefs, are you not taking him? Well, Andy Reid's taking him no matter what. So, if yeah, I mean, there, I think like he doesn't I, give a shit. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, if you're if you're sticking by your guns, that every NFL team ever says, uh, you know, we're taking best player on the board, best player on our board. <clears throat> that dude's going to be the best player on your board for literally every fucking team after the quarterbacks go. Yeah. And that, that wasn't a uh, joke about uh, him killing people earlier. Uh, it's, it's RIP to that, his teammate and the staff member. Uh, he's Jalen Carter still a piece of shit. It's just, yeah, he's, he's, a, good he's, a, he's a, yeah, he's a huge piece of shit. Most likely in all reality, but, 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 but? Listen, I've been a Cowboys fan for 22 years of my entire existence. If him playing for the Cowboys guaranteed me, I just got at least a little bit of the joy that Kansas City Chiefs fans have right now. Just just maybe one trophy. Just give me something. I I think I could live with it. I could live with it. Sue yeah. me. I don't care. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I – I don't know. The draft is very fascinating. I'm also a, tech, a huge Texas Longhorns fan, so I'm very interested to see what happens with Bijan. 
since the NFL running back position is like super devalued. But like once again, if he fell to 26, if I'm Dallas, I'm all over it. But I think somebody's going to probably take him like in the mid-teens, which I don't know if that's good, bad, whatever. He's a stud, but running backs, you can get him whenever. I mean, I kind of feel the same way right now just with the Cowboys. Like, I think it's so stupid. They're getting ready to franchise tag Tony Pollard. I think we should just let him walk. Great player. If, but he, if he, if he, he can he, walk at the moment. Yeah, I mean, he just fucking snapped his leg. <laughs> now we're about to give him $10 million. And then Jerry Jones is out here talking all this bullshit about how he wants to keep keep the backfield. I'm like, I I love Ezekiel Elliott. He graduated the same year as we did from the state of Missouri. He's a Dallas Cowboys legend, and he gets shit on all the time. He got drafted the exact same year as Derrick Henry. For perspective, dickheads, he has more total touchdowns, more total yards than Derrick Henry. So it's not like he's been a fucking bum. But at the same time, he literally can barely move right now. Like he just doesn't—he doesn't have the juice. But he's an all-time Cowboys legend. But we have, like, you have to get rid of him. And the fucking Jones boys—they're out here talking about, well, you know, it's hard to put a team around Dak when he's taking up this big piece of the pie. I'm like, his Dak's cap hit this year was the exact same amount as Ezekiel Elliott's. What the fuck are we talking about? Get rid of that guy. And don't waste more money on the running back position. Do what the Chiefs did. They got a stable of like three, four guys making, I don't know, two million, two and a half million. Let's go try to win a fucking Super Bowl. Go get me Stephon Diggs or like somebody. Go get me another wide receiver to put next to fucking CD Lamb. That's all I care about. Two two things. Quickly on the first one. How many more years does Zeke have on his contract? So if they cut him right, they don't owe him any more money, technically. Well, it's all the guarantees gone. All the guarantees gone, Uh but he still has three years left on his deal. But they're they're talking about reworking it, but it would have to be something to where he made like $3 million a year. That happened, sure, I'm cool with it, but I still think let Tony Pollard go. Zeke's a great locker room guy. Just go draft some kid in like the third round. Let's fucking roll. But also, you know, 12 seconds before Tony Pollard broke that shit, you were like, Fucking pay him all the money. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. I still yeah. like if he doesn't fucking snap his leg, I will I'll go to my deathbed once again as a Cowboys fan, thinking what a coulda shoulda, what the fuck ever. I think we beat San Francisco, and my heart tells me we go to Philly and we pound that fucking ass. We beat him again. I mean, Dak hung 40 on those guys Christmas Eve. I, I don't give a shit if it was Gardner Minshew playing quarterback. We still put 40 points on their fucking defense. Yeah. So I think we could win again. That at least gives us a shot. We would have had a better chance than San Francisco with no fucking quarterback. Yeah. Two. Yes. You spoke of Derrick Henry earlier, and I bring this up to people all the time. Have you ever seen that motherfucker's high school stats? Yeah. I, like a I don't senior know what- year? Yeah, I don't know what level of high school he played at in Florida, but that literally is like if you created a all ninety nine overall running back and played on rookie mode against yeah. like uh, the NFL Europe team or some shit. <laughs> yeah, the Ber- the Berlin. <laughs> yeah, the Berlin Thunder Fire. or something, whatever the fuck it was. Fire. But in thirteen games, this dude had forty two hundred yards and fifty five touchdowns. 
rushing. This is not nothing to do with his receiving. Yeah. He had like games. He had one, two, three, four games where he scored six touchdowns. Yeah. What, what is that? Like 350 yards a game? He had a game where he had 45 carries, 510 Jeez. yards. Why the he hell didn't... are you giving a high school kid 45 carries, though? You know what I mean? Well, probably because he was three times bigger than every motherfucker on the field. You'd think. I, don't know. I haven't seen the video. I kind of want to look at the video after this pod. Yeah, I mean, he's he looks like he's been a grown-ass man his entire life. Like, I'm starting to wonder if he's actually, like, 38. Yeah. Like, when he was in high school, he was already 26. He'd probably, like, whenever you see those, like, uh, NBA camps and then, like, fucking Zion's, like, swatting the shit out of this three-foot-tall kid. That's probably what he looked like in high school on the football field. Yeah. Or, uh, you remember Ejected that one by scene? Anthony Davis! Yeah. What's that fucking, uh, the, I think the bench warmers where the kid hands over the note where it's like, I am 12. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like a 28-year-old Dominican pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That's, uh... Pretty much my thoughts on the draft right now. I don't really have much more. The the Carter situation is pretty fucked up. Um, but yeah, I mean, your team is literally picking last in the first round. You're the Super Bowl champ. Fuck off. The Cowboys pick late twenties, so it's kind of hard to really like do a full mock when you don't really know what's happening with the best players at the top or the running backs. What's happening with the quarterback? So I'm just kind of I'm I'm excited for the draft, but I don't really know what's going to happen that much. Right. Yeah. All right. Third and final topic of our big three. Um, yes, sir. Spring training. Spring training. We've uh, we've been witnessing the pitch clock. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the good, the bad. What What do you like or dislike about it? So I think overall it's a good thing. Um, it definitely it speeds the game up quite a bit. Like I saw one of those clips where. And it's this isn't fair because it was like comparing a playoff pitch count or like a playoff pitch to a spring training thing. And it was like one pitch in this playoff game was a whole half inning uh, in this spring training game, which that's kind of I mean, that's unfair. Playoff baseball is a completely different thing. But just like not having to sit there as a fan or a viewer and like sit there and see somebody dick with their gloves for 30 seconds stand around, spit on their fucking gloves, strap them back up. Then they step out of the box. Like, that shit just pisses me off. You don't see that in fucking Little League, high school, whatever. Get up there. Swing away, buddy. Swing the fucking bat. That's what you're paid to do. And then for the pitcher, like, now there's not as much like, no, no, I don't like that pitch. No, I don't like that pitch. Oh, no, I don't like that pitch. Like, it's not always going to be a perfect art at the end of the day. It's all about command and throwing strikes. Yeah. So, so no, I mean, maybe. I just, I just like, like you're saying, I, I just like how it speeds it up. Um, I mean, I saw a pitch, uh, pitch clock violation on the Royal Spring Training game. I think it was a Raldis Chapman. I can't remember who it was, but like they literally called the pitch clock violation like, as like he, he already lifted his leg up. It's like, like if you don't have that pitch out of your hand, they're they're calling it a violation. That's good though, man. I mean, yeah. it's. I think it's good for baseball. I'm very inter- interested to see like how it looks in the regular season, and definitely in the like. Are they doing it in the playoffs? You'd think so. I oh. kind of so I do. I kind of think like maybe in the playoffs, bump that shit up to thirty seconds or thirty five seconds. 
but you like where advertising it, in there. Yeah, where it's like where it's absolute must, all that kind of shit. It, it is a lot more strategic. Every pitch really matters in the playoffs, opposed to 162 regular season games where, like, people don't want to be at a baseball game 81 games out of the year for three and a half hours when it's hot as shit in the middle of summertime. Like, let's get this shit rolling. Let's get to the seventh inning stretch. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be – honestly, it'll be really good for the hitters too. Um, get a rhythm. I, yeah, like I, I, I want it to be good for baseball because I love baseball. Like I'm very – I'm excited but also kind of annoyed about the whole shift change. Like now there is no shift, which I think for the fans' perspective, that's good for baseball. But it's also embarrassing that they had to get rid of the shift because none of these dudes could like, figure ever out how to hit fuck. it to the other side yeah. of the field. Yeah. Yeah. They, they literally just can't fucking hit oppo or just take the ball the other way or anything like that. They're just, everybody's taught now the fucking, what is that? The, uh, the elevation or the launch angle. Mm-hmm. Like, so every outcome for the last like four years has just been strikeout, pop up, fucking dinger. Yeah. And that's boring. Like nobody gets on base. Like that's what made the fucking 13 through like 16 Royals so exciting and why a lot of people cared about this weird small market team that never wins. Like they hit the ball, put the ball in play, stole bases. They almost won two freaking World Series doing that. But now like in today's day and age, like if you can't mash the fucking ball, you're pretty much screwed. And that, and in the play, like in the playoffs, you'll have all these games that are like three to two, but it's just because there was four hits from one team. They hit two home runs. That's yeah. that's pretty much everything. Like, yeah, so, those those World Series runs. I mean, even in the regular season, like you'd go to those games and it'd be the most exciting freaking baseball you've ever watched. It was just yeah, you had three people on base or something, and it's just like they were all singles. It was it was fun to watch. I mean, obviously, a, a nice dong out of the park is fun to watch. Obviously, but yeah, a nice a nice dong is always very fun, very fun. No matter the context, no matter the context, we are a podcast that supports the dong. Luke, have you ever sucked a dong? I have not sucked a dong. No. Oh well, how do you know you yeah. don't like it? Y'all need to try it. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. Maybe I'll get a little frisky. Who knows? Who knows what to come? Um, I think I strictly love Pinocha. Shout out to my Spanish vatos. Pinocha, for those of you who do not know, is Spanish for pussy. The Punani. A Punani, which we also proudly support on this podcast. We support the Dong, the Pinocha, the whatever you are. We love you. Correct. Yeah, my my last my last quick thing on the baseball pitch count thing is how does this work if there's a runner on first? Like you still have to pitch it in 20 seconds, like even throw it over to second base. Like if he's like kind of leading off trying to steal steal the bag, do you have to like make your decision that you're throwing it over to first or like throwing to second within those yeah. 20 seconds too? I, I think so. I mean. I don't know how they would get out of that. I mean, I feel like they've they've enhanced the reason to steal because of that and the slightly increased base sizes. Yeah, I mean, they. I think they've enhanced 
the ability to play like real baseball again. Yeah. So I'm I'm all for it. Fuck it. Enhanced dong. Like Rick, Ricky Henderson right now would be a fucking menace in baseball. No shit, man. And maybe Terrence Gore can actually find like a a real path in baseball for once. <laughs> He's on every single team that ever goes to the World Series for the last like nine years. Takes maybe one at bat all season, and then he just fucking runs the bases every playoffs and gets like three hundred thousand for it. Hey man, he's good he's at like what the, you do. If you're good I, at what you do, you get the money. That's what speed do. It he's do. he's literally the fucking he's the Chase Daniel of the MLB. He's the <laughs> ultimate like backup guy. <clears throat> to end our big three. I just wanted to throw out a little uh, sports stat since we didn't talk basketball. Um, Talking J- sports. Uh, 2011 NBA Finals, J.J. Barea outscored uh, LeBron James. Oh, did he? Yes. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, I, be- I believe that is true. Also, in that same NBA Finals, if I'm not mistaken, I believe – a European legend who was criticized like a motherfucker for his whole entire career for never being able to win a championship despite winning an MVP, despite being one of the greatest players of his era, who had always got shit on and criticized and was called soft. I believe he beat the Miami Heatles. Am I am I correct on that? I, I think you remember that correctly, yeah. I remember watching okay, yeah. Yeah. So so that would be a European star who is also I'm just going to put it out there a white player a European white player who received a whole shit ton of criticism who then carried a team stuck with a team as a loyal player ended up winning a championship over a created super team of American players Oh that would be that's that's Dirk Nav- Novinsky, right? Big Dick Dirk, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought so. I just, I just wanted to put that, put that out there because I think that's a good segue into the asshole of the week. Who's your asshole? Wow, Lucas. Thank you for the beautiful segue into asshole of the week. This week's that's asshole, what I'm here for. This week's asshole is Big Perk, Kendrick Perkins. Speaking of those European players, he came out this week and just laid one out. I mean, this dude is already just – all he does is send out hot takes. He just yeah. does it for the reaction, I think. But he basically came out and said, the last three players since 1990 to win MVP and not be in top ten scoring were Steve Nash, Nikola Jokic, and – you know the third one? I believe that is number 41 for huh. your Dallas Mavericks. Yep, it was yeah. Dirk Nowinski, yes. Um, basically, he's saying because they're white, they are winning MVPs. Um, yeah. Not because they're European, but they all are foreign. Two of them European, one of them Canadian. Yes. That Yes, oh. that, that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shit. I mean, wow. Yeah, it's it's a bit big bad take from Mr. Percocet himself. Um, 
Yeah, if I mean, if you just go back in time, Steve Nash and the Suns, they were like the one-two seed. He was leading the league in assists. Number one offense, they were winning a lot. Uh, the year that Dirk won it was the year after they lost in the finals, and I think they won like 67 games. Where They were the number one seed. They got upset. And then Nikola has been absolutely insane for three straight years. Yeah, and they're the nu- they're the number one seed. I think they technically still have the best record in the NBA, or at least the number one in the West. Yeah, and they just they just fucking dog farted on uh, the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Yeah, by like I thirty mean, points. That first year, I mean, you could say he wasn't, the, I guess, the best player in the NBA for Jokic. Um, but I mean, he was doing shit you don't see centers do. He's have, averaging a fucking triple double. Like you don't see a center averaging nine, ten, eleven assists a game. No, you don't. He's breaking the mold. The thing that makes it so stupid. So I also saw this stat that Jokic, when he has a triple double this year, the Nuggets are like twenty six and zero or twenty five and zero. The thing that separates, like he was trying to compare him to Russell Westbrook. When Russell Westbrook was doing that, the Thunder were like the eight seed, seven seed, winning 40 games, and Westbrook was shooting like 41% from the field. Jokic is shooting like 60% in their winning. They have the best record in the West. Like, he's averaging a triple-double, 25, 10, and 11, and 10 at ridiculous efficiencies. That's They give the award usually to the best player on the best team and he is the best player on the best team, and he has insane stats. Right. I mean, the rest of the media was giving shit for Giannis, another European player, just of a different yeah. complexion, but they were giving him shit for yeah. not winning a championship, and then he quieted all the noise. Yeah, I mean, perspective on that, too. Like, Giannis went back-to-back MVPs and a Defensive Player of the Year but kept getting bounced in like the second round of the playoffs because he couldn't hit free throws, which he still can't, couldn't shoot, which he still cannot, but he's so absolutely freaking dominant that he won a championship. But he was like, he was probably the most criticized player in the NBA for like two or three straight years because he was such, such a dominant regular season player, couldn't get over the hump. Now he's, I mean, I'm not sure in my head, if he's necessarily the best player in the NBA, but he is the most dominant player in the NBA. Like, I'm not sure in a seven-game series if you would want any one other player over Giannis because what he does on both ends. But, yeah, he's fucking European, dude. Yeah. Like, Perkins can say whatever the fuck he wants. All these dudes can say whatever they want. Like, at the end of the day, the MVP for the NBA for – this for the fifth straight year is going to be European. It's going to be Giannis yeah. or it's going to be Jokic, probably, unless Luca and the Mavs get insanely hot. Maybe he could get it. Kendrick Perkins is just normally annoying as fuck. I mean, he's just doing it for views, but I mean, he's, he's fucking stupid. Most of the other people, they just like, he says something, he's like, they're like, all right, whatever, dude. And then this week, it was just like, Every single person to me was like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. Like Richard Jefferson was like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's so he, like. I think Stephen I mean, A. Smith was even like, dude, what are you saying? <laughs> no, Stephen A. Smith doubled down on it. Oh, he did. You're right. I was watching that and I was like, wow. <laughs> he fucking quote tweeted it and everything. And he was like, yeah, I don't I don't think they do. But 
What, what the fuck are we even talking about? Because realistically, Luca's probably going to win an MVP maybe next year, this year. Who the fuck knows? So then you're looking at the MVP being European for like six straight years. Luca gets plenty of fucking criticism. Everybody now says, well, are they going to make it work? He plays no defense, blah, 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 blah. Like, he's absolutely in fucking sane. This, this is a pro Mavericks podcast, and we are riding Luca's dick pretty hard. But he is yeah. only like sixth in MVP voting. And honestly, when you look at his stats, he should be leading. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, he, he, he should be first, but the Mavericks have fucked So that's where the European game. goes the other way because they're saying he's. Yeah, his more perspective, big fat fucking perk. Luca's stats this year are better than Russell Westbrook's when he won his fucking MVP. Correct. And he has the exact, they're like in the same seating as Russell Westbrook when he won his MVP. You What's the difference? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's fucking stupid. Stupid, stupid. And Perkins was a useless basketball player, couldn't make a fucking two foot layup, but fucking sucked. So I'm, I, I don't understand how he's still on ESPN doing anything. His knowledge is abysmal. He's bad at his job. He sucks. He sucks. He freaking sucks. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you agree on my asshole this week. Yeah, Perkins is, he's just a fucking, he's he's an idiot. He's not good at what he does. He's unintelligent about what he's talking about. And he has terrible freaking takes. And it's literally disgusting. Like, and the fact, like, and I'm not making this a race thing. Won't do that. Because it's not, but it kind of is with Perkins. That's the way he's trying to make it seem. But I'm over here. I'm sitting here watching John Morant shirtless in a strip club. He's the only guy with the shirt off throwing a gun around. Yeah, he was on Instagram he- Live fucking flashing a gun after just getting acquisition- acquisitions for uh, beating up Punching a 17-year-old a and flashing a gun at him. Yeah, but 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 he's not he's not European, so I guess he's getting all this criticism. I don't hear shit about, like, Kendrick no. Perkins and – Stephen A, they'll still get up there on ESPN and say, man, he's he's a superstar of the highest order. He he can dunk on anybody. He is absolutely electric. I'm like, okay, you see what this dude's doing? Like, what what are we talking about? Like, Luca got absolutely shit on for them just blowing a 27-point lead. You know who just blew a 28-point lead last night? Who was that, Luke? Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics. What does ESPN talk about? They talk about how the Nets made an insane comeback. Yeah. Like, but the other way, it was just shitting on the Mavericks and had nothing. Well, well, but it was the Lakers. It was the Lakers. Lakers dick ride. Yeah. Yeah. Like the criticism is fair, but to say that European players don't get any criticism for not winning championships when Dirk went through that for like seven years. Giannis went through hell for like two or three straight years where nobody would give him the credit he deserved because he he couldn't get to a finals. And like now Luca is like it's like borderline like he's overrated because he can't will the Mavericks to play defense. Like these are literally three of the maybe four or five best players on the entire planet. No matter how you want to cut it. Yeah, they're European. Yeah, Steve Nash didn't win a championship, but like. Mike D'Antoni and Steve Nash absolutely changed the game of basketball. Like they started Seven seconds what, or less. Yeah. Yeah. They they started practically what you see today. So 
Kendrick well, Perkins. Is that what it was, or was that nine seconds or that? Like he, they were just shooting seven seconds. Seven. Okay, seven I was seconds, right. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they just yeah. fucking got up and down the floor. He slung that thing up. They got after it, dude. Like Hot that's take. what the NBA is now. Hot take. I love Derrick Rose. He did not deserve MVP that one year. That is not a hot take. Dwight Howard should have won it. A hundred percent. Dwight people, Howard also people slander me for it. saying that, and I'm like, I love Derrick Rose, but he was like, should have been like seventh. I don't know. Yeah, not a hot take. No, I mean, I guess the hot take is Howard in his prime is easily like a top fifty player of all time, four time Defensive Player of the Year, carried his team to an NBA Finals over LeBron, beat LeBron. Beat the Boston Celtics. I heard he sucked on him. a dong. Yeah, he probably did. I mean, he's over in Taiwan, whatever the fuck. But, like, he every single game, 23 and 15. But, like, yeah. somehow Anthony Davis is a better player. Or, like, I don't know, whoever they try to put. Like, Dwight Howard was a fucking stud. It's, the slander on him is absolutely, honestly, kind of disgusting, too. But that's neither here nor there. I love your asshole of the week. Perkins fucking sucks. Thank you. I hate you, Big Perk. We're moving on to chapped. Yes, sir. So this week for chapped, my uh, my ass has been pretty powdered so far this week. I will say it's it's been a good week for my professional life. Um, your boy, your boy, who is a blue collar man through and through, but I do have a college degree, so I'm not completely blue collar, but I strap on my boots every day, pull them up, just like every other blue-collar guy out there. Your boy got a promotion. Congrats. I'm now now management in training. I now work the exact same hours as my wife. So your boy got more money, a little more power, and I get to see my wife a lot more. We call that a big dub. That's a lot of baby powder on these cheeks. And these thighs. I love it, man. Happy for you. Thank you, sir. But to report this, I'm now a little bit chapped as well. Yeah? What's chapping you? I don't even want to say it, but I'm a little chapped from people who say they will plan a goddamn bachelor party they just fuck over the guy who they're trying to plan the bachelor party for that's what's got my ass chapped this week yeah okay now i'm not calling anybody out tanner pinkerton he planned my bachelor party at first he booked it in a different city whatever we made it work it ended up being pretty fun but your boy only wanted to fucking golf and go on a sunset cruise on the water and see some goddamn dolphins Austin, you were there. Did we do either of those things? Negative. We did not. Now, I'm not I mean, saying I, I didn't have a... I tried. I, I tried exactly. to do one of those two things. Yeah, my boy here, co-host of the podcast, the greatest podcast on this planet right now, he set up the Dolphin Sunset Cruise. He bought the thing with his own goddamn money, and what did we do? We sat around and we watched fucking old school. Now... Great movie. I'm not necessarily complaining. I still had a fucking hell of a time. But nothing necessarily went as planned, but all my boys were there. It was fantastic. That's not necessarily what I'm chapped about. What I'm chapped about 
is my boy Austin is getting married the weekend of Cinco de Mayo. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo, as some would say. But he's getting married. Shout out, Pam. Love you. Shout, shout out, Pam. She's of Latina descent. She's Latina, I guess. Not really of descent. She is Latina. Shout out, Pam. Um, shout out to our wives, our soon-to-be wives. But my boy Austin, for his bachelor party, all he wanted to do was go to the lake, have some cold brews, be out on the water, get his nipples a little tan. That's all he wanted. I got I got a but, little bit too much hamburger meat to get my uh, my nipples tan. He just wanted to get his his belly tan, maybe his thighs. I don't know. But that's all he wanted, just something simple. Maybe play a couple rounds of golf, throw some some high noons back, maybe some coors, whatever he's feeling. But he gets talked into going to Smashville, a.k.a. Nashville. And the person who's going to plan his bachelor party says he's going to plan it all out. Plan a goddamn thing. Now we're less than a month out from his bachelor party. And Austin, do you want to fill us in with the details, or do you want me to explain it to the people? Nah, no comment. Austin's got no comment, but your boy over here, here trying to get his own goddamn bachelor party planned. Hey, man, what are we doing? Are we getting a hotel? Are we doing an Airbnb? Nobody's fucking responding. No news, no nothing. So then the guy who's planning it ends up reaching out to him. Oh, hey, sorry, man. Probably a 50-50 chance I can go now. That's cool. All right. But then two of the other people also reach out. Hey, man, sorry, can't come. No, no, no PTO. Another one of the friends. No, sorry, man, can't come. I don't know. So now it's like, what the, what the, what the fuck's going on here? Why is nobody helping? It's bullshit. So now I'm trying to get your boy to come on down to Dallas, let's do a little golfing trip. We're going to hit up hit up the Mavs, maybe the Stars. Then we're going to see the Texas Rangers versus the Kansas City Y'alls. Or maybe we go to Phoenix, we play some golf, shit on Timmy's doorstep. Um, Timmy, I know you don't listen to this, so if you are, let me know if you heard that. But Timmy, if you hear, hear this, just know I'm taking a fat, stinky steamer on your doorstep. So send me your address. Um, or maybe we're just going up to Kansas City playing a little golf. I don't know. But as a co-host of this podcast and as a friend, I'll fucking be there. But that's that right there, that's what's got my ass fucking chapped. Anything else powder in you? No, not really. I mean, my cat's still fucking menace. Uh, just to follow up on that, yeah, still a menace. Uh, right now, he's actually chewing on a Q-tip once again. Uh, but he's adorable when he does it. I love him to death. Um, but yeah, honestly, very good week overall. Mavs kind of pissed me off. They've been sucking. But then the win Last against game, the they Sixers, were good, they, were, they were great. Sunday is going to be huge. Let's beat the shit out of Phoenix. Then uh, let's get it get it rolling. But yeah. That's uh, that's chat for the week. Now, 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 now. Get ready for this week's draft. We're on Osless Chaps. We well, I guess we're not ending it on it this week. I fucked that up. 
Um, but uh, it's all right, big dog. Yeah, we we got to save the the review for the end due to um spoiler concerns, some spoilies. Yeah. Um, but yes, we're sir. gonna do a little bit of a romantic comedy movie draft. I got a big fucking yes, board here, Luke. Yep, yep. I got about uh, seventeen over here on my end too. It's deep. There's uh, a lot of comedy involved. I I think you're gonna like it, most of them. But I preface this real quick. Okay. So I think both of our favorite rom com ever is Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. With, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Are we yep, in agreement that on is, that? Watch that every Christmas time. I love that yep. movie. So are we just going to say that's number one on the board? Neither one of us can take it, or are we both? That's just pyramid above both of us? Okay, yeah. Consensus number one overall pick? Consensus number number one. If you're a rom-com lover and you haven't seen that, uh, you need to. The mom is hilarious. Everything about that movie is absolutely funny. Joyce? Joyce? Hello, hello, Joyce? Son, what are you doing over there? Joyce's? Mom, I'm in my room. <laughs> on the- Get off the fucking phone. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, now I that's swear. off the board. By the and the stars in the sky. Fat Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds makes my day. I'll be there. Yeah, that movie's great. So you want first pick? You want me to have first pick? Um, I went I went first last week, I think. So I think it's think it's your turn. All right, man. Well, with my first pick, I'm not sure if this is a sleeper, but it's kind of a rom com, but it's also a little bit of a musical. But every fucking time I watch this movie, you can ask my wife, I cry. I love this movie. The ending gets me every freaking time. Give me Number one overall, La La Land. Okay, not gonna lie, is it is it good? Never seen it. I hate musicals. Uh, I I literally think it's one of the best movies ever created. It's uh yeah, it's a musical, but they're they're both really good on it. The soundtrack's incredible, but the storyline that plays out, they're both like chasing their dreams, and then they both get their dreams, but at what cost do they get their dream of? Like the the La La Land fantasy, it's fantastic. Literally, the end makes me cry every fucking time. And there's like this sad piano instrumental, and I I literally I probably listen to that soundtrack a couple of the songs once a week. Yes, it's it's, fu- it's fucking good, man. I'll, I'll I'll give it a watch sometime. I'll give it a watch sometime. Is it actually funny? Yeah, there there's some funny scenes. It's okay. it's more it's more rom rom drum than rom com. But it's still, I there's enough comedy to where I think I could maybe put it in a rom com, maybe. Okay. But yeah, that's that's my number one pick. That's one of my that's in my top five like favorite movies of all time. Okay. My number one pick. I'm gonna go uh, my personal favorite number one, and then I'm gonna go with a movie my lady loves on number two, which is also oh, that's a good, a good one. way to do it. Yep. Good way to do it. Number one, I used to watch this all the time. We're gonna go a little bit of a thirteen going on thirty. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Yeah, love that movie. I, I, people used to make fun of me growing up. I'd be watching that shit, and I was like, it's, it's a great movie. I don't know what to tell you. That's just good taste on your end at a Thank young you. age. Thank you. 
probably because my sister owned the DVD and she watched it like once every two weeks. But then I was like, you know what? That looks kind of good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think that's how every rom-com goes as a young, as a young youth, you just watch it with your sister or whatever. And then next thing you know, well, I kind of like this, this kind of shit. Have you ever seen the movie sleepover? I don't think I have. It's actually kind of good. I don't want to. Is that your two pick? No, 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 no. That was just another one. My sister had, and I was like, God, this is awful. And I'm like, this is kind of good. That was more of a childish one, <laughs> like a more geared towards like middle schoolers. But yeah, um, number two, this one, shout out Pammy. This one's for her. Um, taking 10 things I hate about you. Oh, is that with Amanda Bynes? Or no, 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 that's she's Heath Ledger. It's Heath Ledger and yeah. uh, that uh, one girl that white girl with the squinty eyes. I don't know her name. Yeah, that that's literally like the movie that uh, not another teen movie is pretty much based on, right? Yeah, not another teen movie is based on like eight of them, and that's like the premise. It was like all like nineties, nineties uh, rom com, like teen, teen drama. Yeah. yeah, is not another teen movie. Could we put that on the list? I'm not gonna call it out because I quote that movie so often. It's fucking. Yeah, it, was a, it was a great movie. I just love like that's one of those parody movies where it made fun of not just like three movies and made fun of like ten. It was a good yeah. time. But anyways, yeah, ten things I hate about you, Heath Ledger, R.I.P. Great movie. Some people have said that that is his act. That's his best role that he ever did. Over the Joker. Sometimes I forget he was the Joker. Over uh, yeah. over Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, never mind. I don't think anybody said that, actually. I've never and, seen Brokeback and, Mountain, but I thought about I, it. I think the acting was probably pretty good. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. It had to be pretty decent. But yeah, I think what I just said was a complete fucking lie. I don't think anybody has said that his performance in that is better than the Joker. I think that's probably the movie where he got the most recognition or like where he, he blew up in, though. I will say that. No, dude. The, well, The Patriot. Oh yeah, fuck. Mel Gibson. Dude, we just we just suck. Right, just go to the next pick. <laughs> okay, okay. The <laughs> thing the thing I like about your pick so far is they're consistent with numbers. I, I think <laughs> I, I think I'm seeing something here on the board. Yeah. Okay. So with my second pick, this is a movie probably came out like five years ago. I think rom coms kind of suck now, but I think this pretty much brought it back. Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, I love two. that movie on my board. Dude, absolutely incredible. This movie is fucking hilarious. And at the end, it makes you cry mm. as well. Like, it's not a good rom-com. You're going to learn two things from me through this list. It's not a good rom-com if it doesn't make you cry at some point, And you can't have a top five list of rom-coms without either Ryan Reynolds or Matthew McConaughey in my opinion, those are the rules. Those are the facts. Yeah. Great movie. I can't wait for the next one to come out. Yeah. It's, well, I, I for, there's like three of them, right? It's like on a yeah, series of books. Three books. Pam's read them all. She likes them. Okay. So. Well, that's good. If, if Pam likes them, I'm sure they're probably pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, Crazy Rich Asians, number two on the I'm board gonna here. cross that off my list. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm actually going to I'm going to circle back around here. Okay. And I'm going to go with a movie that 
I had never seen before, but it is one of my wife's favorites. I think it actually is her favorite rom-com. Uh, actually, I'm going to use this as an honorable mention because I don't necessarily think it's very funny, but it does make me satisfied. Actually, it's kind of funny, but it's just going to be an honorable mention. I don't think you've probably ever seen it. It's About Time is the movie. Okay. Have you seen it? Who's in it? I don't know. It's like British. About girl time. that that Vince Vaughn falls in love with, or that Owen Wilson falls in love with on uh, Wedding Crashers. So redhead. So, no, no, no. Owen Fisher? Wilson or Luke Wilson. Owen Owen Wilson. Which one did he fall? I don't even remember, dude. Vince Vaughn falls in love with the redhead, the crazy okay. redhead. Anyways, uh, it's a great movie, but it's about like time travel and shit. Uh, this guy travels. Oh, back it's in the time movie with Rachel play. McAdams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rachel yeah. McAdams. Which Never she's seen it. also Never seen it. she's a she's a rom com goddess. Oh, for sure. I think she might be the number one girl that you call on for a rom com. But uh she's got range, dude. She can just she can be in a fucking Marvel movie. She could be in a straight up comedy. She can just be in a straight up drama. Like she's she's pretty good, man. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna actually I'm fuck it. I'm keeping that as my as my three pick. That's your three about time. Yeah, about time. That's my wife's go-to. She absolutely loves it. And every time I watch it now, I do get a little teary-eyed. Okay. I don't know if I've seen that one. I'll have to check that out. Pro Rom-Com podcast here. It's a good one. Okay. I'm on three? Yes. Three and four for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you to the all-time, the all-time male rom-com has a little okay. bit of rom a little bit of calm a little bit of sports some iconic it, lines is this a vince vaughn movie it's jerry Maguire. ah shit okay that's uh what's his name uh tom cruise tom cruise i was Cuba about to Gooding say jr renee zellweger yeah. yeah great that's a great selection yeah um I like the air dry jerry it's a good pick man what's the what's the what's the iconic line from that movie That's, uh, well there's the help me help you there's that but then like the romantic part of it oh fuck what does he say yeah i mean dude i've only watched that movie like two times oh he says in my life that's where the thing came from was like you complete me it was that movie oh that that is from Jerry Maguire? Yeah, unless it was repurposed, but I'm pretty sure that was where it started. Well, Austin, yeah. you complete me. That's a good pick. Thank you. I like I just had to include the sports aspect into there. So love yeah. that movie. All right. I think this is a sleeper pick because some people might not find this funny. But I'm gonna go number four. We're going with you know, I was talking about uh, Adam Sandler, how he didn't make my comedy characters list. Yeah, which which was a shocker. Which, yeah. But on rom-coms, he made a pretty good one here when The you Wedding know, Singer. Yep, yeah. yeah. Damn it. That's on my board. That was actually going to be was. my next pick. Damn it. Sorry, dude. But uh, great movie. Yeah, I was hoping. Honestly, I thought maybe that would be higher up. I was kind of hoping I could get that a little lower in the draft. Yeah. I have a feeling I know what your next pick is, or one of your next two. 
It is. Do you want me to come out and say it? Yeah, come out. Come out and say it. Come out hot. Along came Polly, perhaps? Actually, no. Wow. But that that is an all-time great movie. So I'm kind of about time kind of threw a little wrench in my in my thing. I think it's a better movie than a lot of these movies, so I had to put it on there out of respect for my wife because I love her. But stepping into the ring at the fourth pick, we're getting Sarah Marshall. God damn it. That was my next pick, too. Yeah, I actually... I think this is one of the best movies of all fucking time. Yeah, it is. And I don't know, Jason Segal is just fucking funny. You know my uh yeah. My uh online presence for video games has been big fudge for a very long time. Shout out how I met your mother. Shout out. But yeah, dude, this is like this is the perfect there's romance towards the end, middle, all that kind of shit, breaking up. It's fucking hilarious. Every everybody in this movie is great. Like this it. is peak like 2009-10 comedy oh, yeah. and romance. That this movie was absolutely fucking perfect. This gets a five popcorn bag out of five for me, and I think it's it, it should actually have been the number one overall pick. Yeah, a- I thought it was. I thought it was going to slip your mind. No. Literally yeah. never does. I probably I watch this movie still probably once a month. I have it on fucking DVD. Yeah. Also, shout out to one of our loyal listeners, Jacob Inglehard. I know this is, I think, maybe his favorite movie of all time. Great taste so, there, Jake. Great taste. Um, is this my last pick? Yes, sir. I think, right? No. Yeah, because I already have La La Land, Crazy Rich Asians, About Time. Oh, yeah, because I get We're getting Sarah Marshall. Yes. Okay. What you're going to come to find out about me is I like to throw the curveballs. I get a little off topic. You can throw a flag on this if you want to. My last pick from 1978. Do you have any guesses of what this movie is? It ties in sports. No. It ties in the Dallas Cowboys. Ties in cheerleaders. What do you think it is? I really don't know. With my fifth and final pick, I'm going with a hardcore pornography of 1978 called Debbie Does Dallas. Where a blonde bombshell trying out to become a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, and she's doing whatever she can to make the squad. Debbie does Dallas. It changed the game. It changed the industry. It was the first big blockbuster of the pornography scene. It's funny. It's also kind of weird, but it ties us all the way around. Is that acceptable? What do you think? I, I don't really know. I'm gonna just leave it. I think you're. I think uh, Debbie Does Dallas is gonna get some views after our hundred loyal listeners are tuning into this nice dramatic uh, story of getting fucking piped. Uh, yeah, dude. Literally, the whole fuck. It's like it's hardcore for that time, but like nowadays, like there's no DP, there's no triple anal, there's nothing in it. It's, it's literally just straight sh- D and P. 
Yeah, pretty much. She just wants to become a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. It's it's pretty fucking hilarious. Now looking back on it, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm that, gonna, that's. Oh, I guess I'll leave it, man. I don't know. Well, thank you. Yeah. If I need to change it, I have lots of other options. But I thought it had to be in there just out of respect for sports and the Dallas Cowboys. It's it's the number one rom com when it comes to the Cowboys, or should I say rom com? <laughs> exactly, wrong rom. Rom-com. Today is a rom-com draft. Okay. But that's my last pick. I don't even know if I should pick five because that that was out of the box. Um, that was from left field. Um, Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, actually. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> I did my research on it. I really did. Okay. Spent maybe like an hour my and a half on it. My number five, I'm debating between some some Ben Stiller movies. I there's three of them. Okay. And I already it, said the one, but I'm gonna even though I kinda think this movie is is goaded. Rain Man. Uh yeah. I'm not gonna take that one. I'm gonna take a thing that makes me laugh a shit ton. And we're gonna go with There's something about Mary. Oh yeah. That's a really good one, dude. Little, little Cameron Diaz with a jizz on her ear. Rom-com. Cameron Diaz? Okay, so out of Cameron Diaz, Kate Hudson, and who is that one girl we were talking about earlier? Rachel McAdams? Yeah. Who do you think is, like, the the queen of the rom-com? You said Rachel McAdams, Cameron Diaz, and who? Uh, fuck, who did I say? Uh, oh, I said Kate Hudson. Um, she's been in a. She's in like too. fifty-five Matthew McConaughey movies. I think that says something about Matthew McConaughey more than anything. I'm gonna take her out, so it's out of the between the two. What the what the fuck are you saying about Matthew McConaughey? I mean he he gets he gets some panties moist. I'll say that. Yeah, he yeah he definitely does. And he's a Texas guy, so I didn't think you uh, would have. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Rachel McAdams. I think, even though yeah. I really like Cameron Diaz. No, I agree, man. But anyways, I, yeah, I think there's something about me. Mary has a little bit of everything in it. So I, one of the first it's, like funny rom com movies I like seen in my life, and it was just absurd, and I loved it. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I, honestly, good list. I think the only thing your list is missing is. Hardcore rom com. Yeah. But like I said, there was some cum and there's something about Mary. Yeah, a little off the earlobe, off the top rope. Off of his earlobe into her hair. She had uh jizz gel. Oh god, disgusting. All right, so I'll go off. I'm just gonna rapid fire my honorable mentions. All right. Okay. Let me make sure I crossed everything off. I left along Cane Polly on there. Yeah, um, me too. Pammy loves this movie. I put Clueless on my board. Because okay. she fell in love with like her ex-stepbrother or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, uh, no, I guess. Sure. I had Hitch. Oh, shit. Good movie. Yep, yeah, really good. I think that should probably be on one of our lists. Probably. Um, a newer movie on Netflix 
kind of a funnier version of rich, Crazy Rich Asians. You can... Always be my maybe? Correct. I I love that uh, movie. I did. I thought about that as my fifth pick, but then, you know, like I already had Crazy Rich Asians, not saying like you can't have yeah. multiple Asian movies, but it is literally fucking hilarious. I love that movie. I thought about, I really, I wanted to put that at five, but Debbie yeah. Does Dallas had to make it. And then my last three were 50 First Dates, She's Out of My League, and Knocked Up. Uh, so I had Knocked Up, uh, She's Out of My League, had both those. Uh, a couple that I think maybe we're forgetting here. I had Palm Springs on my list. Do you consider that? The that? Andy Samberg movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. I guess you could. Okay. And then I also had I had The Proposal, also with, with Ryan with Reynolds, Reynolds. Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Good which one. is great love story. She's trying to get her American citizenship, blah, blah, blah. Um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. Kate Hudson, Matthew Fool's McConaughey. Gold. Fool's Gold. I did also have that. Uh, I had Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, also okay. Matthew McConaughey. Um, I had The Breakup. With Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn, Jen Aniston. My sisters had it very rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no, that <laughs> My sister's been through a lot. Yeah, of dick. <laughs> yeah. I want you to want to do the dishes. Why the fuck would I ever want to do the dishes? Right. Yeah, I feel that in my fucking soul almost right. on a nightly basis. But I I wanted to put it in there. I just wasn't sure how to do it. Um, and then my last one is one we, I was actually texting you about. I think you should watch. Shout out to the legend. R.I.P. Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini. It's enough said. I just watched this a couple nights ago. The chemistry with him and the actress on this is fucking insanely good. It's really funny. She breaks his heart. Um, but then it's like very adult grown stuff. They're both like 50. It was fu- It was beautiful, dude. I almost kind of cried. It has an open ending kind of thing. Um, so if you like that kind of stuff. But it was, it was really good. It gave me laughs. Gave me a little tears, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Great draft. Shout out Tony Soprano. Um, last pick. Fucking hilarious. You know, getting a little dick down in Dallas. But fucking Boston. Ain't all in Austin. Whoa. Um, yeah. Hey, that's you. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, next up. We're uh, going to talk a little bit of our concessions. New segment New seg. alert. Sponsored right, by so our wives. Sponsored by our wives. Whoop, whoop. If you haven't seen the cocaine bear, please leave. Or if you want some little insight, to see if you want to see it. Listen ahead. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I think we'll give a pretty good review of the movie. All right, man. Cocaine Bear. I fucking loved it. I Just coming out of the gate, I'm saying it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great movie, dude. Uh, it literally, everything that the movie advertised about this fucking bear being on cocaine, destroying shit, wrecking shop, it was literally, it was that. As advertised. It was funny? Yeah. It was a true story, kind of. Um, there was it jump was, scares. It was kind of scary. Not like <laughs> yeah. scary, scary, but 
I was just yeah. like, damn. I was like, whoa, what the fuck's this bear about to do? Yeah. Like, the the few scenes, uh, there's probably like three or four scenes where the bear, like, they do, like, kind of the jump scare bear thing where he, his paw, like, pops out of nowhere and shit like that. It there was Yeah, there was, like, definitely probably two or three times where I kind of got a little, oh. Yeah, I think I jumped know. on one of them. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it did. The, uh, here's it. Uh, kind of a spoiler there's one scene in the movie that i don't think i've laughed harder in a movie theater since this is the end with uh danny mcbride the cum scene yeah where he's like oh fuck come all over the walls like a goddamn dump truck that scene when, when uh they're in the the office and the the bear comes out and, and they're fucking they're, I'm laughing just like right now, just even thinking about it. When they get into the ambulance and the fucking, oh, the, yeah, the, the bear's coked out of his mind. And this lady's like on this fucking stretcher, already got demolished by this bear. And, uh, one of the paramedics or whatever gets in the back of the the van or whatever, the you know, whatever the fuck, the truck. And this bear's chasing him down this road. And this girl's just fucking bang, bang, shooting at this bear. This that that whole like the five five ten minute scene from them getting into this like office, they're like, "What the hell?" Like they called in a concussion. Yeah, and this dude has his fucking head shot well, she, off. She's straight up face planted in yeah. <laughs> pavement and yeah. skid her face. Oh, yeah, that I, I I laughed so fucking hard in the theater at at that scene, like that ten minute stretch, like it was. <laughs> It was incredible. Dude. That was that uh, dude's first movie too. That ambul or the uh, paramedic. He's like a TikTok guy. Oh yeah, his fucking hands like fall off and they're all flopping around and shit. This <laughs> it this movie was so weirdly gruesome and bloody. Like that's what surprised me. I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. I think it'll probably be kind of funny and stuff, but like the amount of just gory, like but still funny kills were fucking hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this was her directorial debut, Elizabeth Banks, but I mean, the dialogue she put into this movie, it was like so yeah. corny, it was hilarious. Like, it was just like yeah. uncomfortably funny. I don't know. Yeah, th th there, was, there, there was a lot about this movie that I loved. Uh, have you ever watched Modern Family? Yeah. Oh, the, um, the redheaded dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That fucking scene where he's up in the tree and he's he like sneezes the cocaine. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah. And the bear starts climbing up. He played such a good, like weird redneck kind of guy. Yeah. So I was I was sitting there with my uh, buddy because I went okay, I went and saw it on uh AMC five dollar Tuesday and I also had a five dollar reward. So I saw this movie oh, yeah. for free. So it was I would have paid full price. It was a great movie. But I was sitting next to my buddy and they like climbed up the tree hiding from this bear and i was just like i'm like 99 sure i told him 99 sure bears can climb trees he's like oh shit really <laughs> like in the yeah. movie, it was just like he's like it's okay bears can't climb trees he's like yes i can <laughs> yeah, that bear that bear's climbing the tree oh fuck man yeah um, dude that shit was so fucking funny i did i loved it man i would uh, honestly go see it again yeah, dude, for sure. And then, like at the end, when you found out it was like a it was a mama bear and her cubs were like in a duffel bag of coke, dude. Yeah. <sighs> you know, yeah, you know, it, it uh, we talked about Dewey Cox a little bit last couple weeks ago. Yeah. 
first episode. The the bear was just kind of like, I think I want me some of that there. <laughs> I think I might like some of that there cocaine. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was that it, it like this movie. It reminded me of like the lighthearted, fun, stupid movies of like the mid two thousands. Yeah. And I think that's why I loved it. Like it felt nostalgic kind of, but it also made me sad because it seems like there's no just like funny, carefree movies ever made anymore. Yeah. So I I think that's why I really like this movie. And I think Elizabeth Banks being in that era of making movies like that kind of. Yeah, she did. She killed it, man. She really did. And like the crazy thing about this movie, like as wild and as kind of stupid and shit as this movie is. Like, it's got, like, an 80-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes and shit. Like, on IMDb, like, people love it. Like, the audience score is really high on it. So, it's not, like, it's not a bad, like, a bad movie that's, like, cheesy. This isn't, like, a Sharknado or something. The scenery for it was great. Like... Yeah, dude. It looked like they shot this shit in Tennessee. Right. I mean, I... My rating, I would would legit give it an 8 or 9 out of 10. Probably an eight and a half. Let's say that. Okay. So I have a, uh, I have a separate rating scale for, for movies. So my rating scale is, would I, would I go in? Would I just get a soda to watch it? Would I get a soda and a large popcorn? Or would I get a soda, a large popcorn, maybe a milk dud to have something sweet as well? Is and the for me, is the lower end just getting a blowy in the theater because yeah, you're not actually the, watching it? Yeah, the lower end is like, yeah, I got a soda. It's like maybe an hour, twenty minute long movie. It's it's probably like Nicolas Cage's last like twenty movies. Ah, uh, so so like, soda with a paper straw a is what you're saying? Yeah, it's and this hurts <laughs> me to say, but yeah, soda with a fucking paper straw. Good callback, but this it fucking hurts me to say this is like. I would compare just the soda is like uh, the theatric cut of Justice League. And I love DC. So that fucking hurts. But that's that's how bad that, that movie has to be. Um, but for me, I had a large soda, had a large popcorn, shit ton of butter on it, and I'd get a milk dud with it. If you went and saw it all over again, you'd, you'd get some candy too, huh? Yeah, if I went and saw it all over again, like you're getting a cookie dough bite, like you're having a fun time with this movie, you're enjoying your soda, you're splitting a popcorn with somebody, you're getting a little milk dud, like you're having a good time at the movie theater. You don't have to think too much about what's happening in the movie. You're just fucking enjoying it. Okay. That's what this movie was. I like was. that. This movie was pure cocaine. Yeah. You wanna, if any listeners want to check out my uh, movie review profile on Letterboxd, I'm just at Austin Ooh. Ely, just like my my Twitter. Maybe your profile on Letterboxd could be the sponsor for this segment. Sponsored by Austin's Letterboxd profile. <laughs> Sponsored literally by... And us. our wives. And shout out to Hannah and Pam. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Oh, quick Rangers update. You know how I said they couldn't get past the Bruins? Yeah. Right now, I mean, they're down one nothing, but they're kind of getting shit-pumped by the Bruins for a good portion of this game. It's first period's over, but Boston just looks significantly better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of to bring that back around. And right after this, 
Dallas, and Colorado play. So a little more NHL talk for you here at the end. All right, man. Great podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, yes, sir. Go see Cocaine Bear. Go see Debbie getting dick down in Dallas or whatever the fuck it was. Dick down in Dallas. <laughs> um, fuck Kendrick Perkins. And, uh, and let's go Mavs tomorrow. Let's go Mavs. Beat the Suns. Suns. All right. Yes, sir. We'll see you next week. Have a good week, everybody. Like, soink, scoob!